The following program is brought to you by Speak the Word Ministries. Saints, we need to pray and ask the Lord to help us to understand that we are a chosen generation and to allow His kingdom will to be accomplished through us. Speak the Word. Welcome to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to train up God's children to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Speak the Word. Speak the Word. God's Word. Speak, speak, speak God's Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a message titled, Trapped by Your Tongue. Speak the Word. I want to talk about one of the biggest hindrances to receiving from God. So I've entitled this message, Are You Trapped by Your Tongue? And it's not going to be as uh, we talk about the tongue, and we are going to talk about the tongue, but the Lord wants me to speak on the tongue in a different way. In Proverbs 6, 2 in NIV, he says, You have been trapped by what you said, ensnared by the words of your mouth. And the King James Version says, Thou art snared by the words of thy mouth. And you might be thinking, what does that mean, trapped by my tongue? Saints, to put it simply, the devil has been using your own words to trap you. He is so subtle that most of the time you aren't even aware that it's him. You think it's your thoughts, you are thinking that it's your words, when it's not your words, it's not your thoughts, it's Satan putting those words and thoughts into your mind. When you are caught in a trap, you can't get set free without help, and that's why it's called a trap. It kind of puts me in remembrance of when I was growing up. The Lord's have been bringing a lot of these remembrances back to me lately, but he reminded me as I was putting this message together about my brother Ray, who has gone home to be with the Lord many years ago. As a matter of fact, he was a pastor. And my brother Ray and I, we were very close. We worked together on a farm. I was raised on a farm. And my brother Ray and I, we were very close. He was a year or two older than I was. And we would build rabbit boxes in the wintertime. We'd build these rabbit boxes, and we would go and place these rabbit boxes into woods. And, and what we would do, we would take a little bit of apple, and we would rub it around the door of the rabbit boxes. And then we would prop up the door with a stick. And then when the rabbit would stick his head in to get the food, then the trap door would come down on him and he couldn't get loose. And that's what Satan does to you when he gets you to say things that you shouldn't. Are you hearing me? He's the one that is getting you. He's working through your flesh. God works through your spirit. Satan works through your flesh. Are you hearing me? And that's what he does. Saint, someone has to set you free from the trap that your mouth gets you into or you're going to remain in that trap. James 3 in verse 7 says people can tame all kinds of animals, birds and reptiles and fish. He says, and personally, I don't know much about snakes, except that I'm afraid of them. My son-in-law, however, Monty, he's not afraid of snakes. As a matter of fact, when he and my daughter were married, he had several in a cage. I did not come near that room. Uh, he used to take this bow constrictor out and play with it. However, I do understand enough about snakes to know that there are some snakes, like rattlesnakes, that are poisonous. But there are also non-poisonous snakes that can be tamed, such as a corn snake or a king snake. I believe the picture James had in mind when he wrote James 3 and 8, the verse says, But the tongue no man can tame. 
He says, it is unruly, evil, full of deadly poison. Verse 9 says, sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. So blessing, he says, and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. And surely, he says, my brothers and sisters, he says, this is not right. He said, when we understand the full meaning of the Greek words used in verse 8, it powerfully depicts the problem of the tongue. It compares the tongue that is not controlled by the Holy Spirit to a ready-to-strike, nervous, and poisonous snake. The only one that can help you tame your tongue is the Holy Spirit himself. The word tame is from the Greek word that means to domesticate, to subdue, to tame, or to bring under control. I do have some good news for you, however, because Jesus is that someone. We need someone to help us, but Jesus is that someone who wants to set you free from your trap. Yes, your trap, your mouth, the words that come out of your mouth. I'm sure that most of you have heard this expression, shut your trap. And this is what I'm saying. Sometimes we're going to have to shut our traps. Sometimes we're going to have to put a Band-Aid on it, we're going to put a zipper on it, whatever is necessary, but we're going to have to keep that trap shut. Because that's how the enemy is using you. That's how he's destroying you, by keeping that trap going. Are you hearing me? He wants to teach you. Jesus wants to teach you how to think like him so what you say will sound like him and set you free. Saints, have you ever felt stabbed in the back by someone who repeated secret information that you had shared with them? How did you feel when you realized that person had betrayed his commitment to keep the information confidential? Has there ever been a time when you were guilty of repeating something that someone shared with you, trusting that you would keep it in confidence, trusting that the person that you were confiding in would keep what you were telling them in confidence? Or have you ever been guilty of listening to someone who was gossiping about someone else? I know I've been guilty in the past on both of these accounts, as I'm sure some of you, most of you in here have. If you've got a mouth, I'm sure you have. You may ask, Pastor, why are you talking about this? Because it's one of the big hindrances to your answered prayers and because the Lord wants me to. Mainly I do it because the Lord wants me to. He has a purpose for everything that he does. So what is the answer? You might ask, what is the solution to this? Saints, when people start to run at the mouth, you've you've heard that expression, people just running at the mouth, running off at the mouth all the time. And that expression is implying that you don't know what you're talking about. Because if you're running off at the mouth, normally... You're doing it out of the flesh, and you're not really aware of what you're talking about. So when, when people start to run at the mouth and repeat information that isn't theirs to tell, we need to be brave enough to simply tell them, excuse me, but this conversation makes me uncomfortable, and I don't think I want to be a part of it. Saints, your mouth is one of the biggest hindrances to receiving from heaven. Proverbs eleven thirteen said, A gossip betrays a confidence but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. But you know, God has called us, He's called us believers to build each other up. He's called us to encourage each other according to 1 Thessalonians 5.11. The only way that our tongues can be subdued, tamed, and brought under control is if we submit it to the control of the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me? Amen. I did not start out to teach on the tongue this way. 
however the Lord has led me this way. Because of the way believers dishonor and disrespect him with our mouths, our words, he is unable to help you. And I'm going to say this again, because of the way the believers are dishonored and having disrespect for God with their mouths and their words, he is unable to help you. The Lord impressed upon me how his children dishonor his house of worship by not showing him respect and by not showing him honor. Never has there been a greater time in history when the people are not respecting God. They don't respect anybody. They don't respect their parents. They don't respect the elders. They don't expect God. Of all people, if you don't respect anybody, you need to respect your Creator. Amen. He says, my people don't have no respect for me. They have no honor for me. And I won't get into the ways that you're disrespecting him and dishonoring him, but you know what they are. The Lord says you know in your heart how you have been disrespecting him and how you have not been honoring him. I don't need to stand up here and point him out to you. Think about what I've just said. Now I'm going to get into the part that I started out to minister on, how you are trapped by your tongue. Saints, if you want to live and not die, if you want to prosper in all you do, and have the works of your hands blessed, and be healed in your bodies, then you're going to have to learn to think like Jesus, and train your tongue to speak only as he speaks. In other words, you're going to have to submit that tongue of yours to the Holy Spirit. And once you learn to think like him, then you're going to be singing King David's song. And King David says in Psalms 124, verse 7 and 8, David said, Thank you, Lord, that you did not let them sink their teeth into us, he says, we escaped like a bird caught in a hunter's trap. The trap was broken, he says, and we escaped. He said, our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Saints, when you were born again, your spirit was recreated. Most of you are aware of this. And you received the nature and the very life of God. According to 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he said, any man be in Christ, he is a new creature altogether. However... Your mind has held your spirit, man, in captivity because it is the same old mind. It isn't recreated like your spirit. So you receive a new spirit, but you do not get a new recreated mind. That only comes by renewing your mind daily on the Word of God. Are you hearing me? Your mind has to be renewed to God's way of thinking. And by the way, you did not receive just a portion of God either. When you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you were born again, He filled you with everything He's got. Amen. He did not give Himself in little bits and pieces. I hear people always talking about God filling me up, filling me up. But if He filled you up, if, if, you're, if you're having to ask God to fill you up more, then you need to get born again. If you're born again, you've got all God's got to give you. Maybe we're not using it, but we got it. It's in us. His whole spirit is living on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of Jesus is living on the inside of us. We are one with him. So he didn't give of himself in bits and pieces. Right. We became one with Christ Jesus as he is one with the Father. It says in John 17, 20, Jesus said, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. He's, in other words, believe Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all of them. He said, I pray that they will all be one, 
just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. Praise God. You know, another thing, it amazes me how many people are always singing songs saying, I want more of God. When all we have to do to have more of God is by spending time in His Word and in His presence. Amen. We sing about these things. As a matter of fact, the Lord revealed to me a couple of weeks ago when I was preparing a message for uh, the conference last week. I was looking at Facebook, which is something I don't do very often, and I noticed all these spiritual, whatever you call them, on, on the Facebook. You know, people are so handy about, I, I think there must be a site where people are able to go and grab hold of these sayings and, and paste them on the Facebook. And the Lord said, you know, this would be wonderful if they would do what they're posting. Amen. They're posting them for everybody else. It's kind of like this morning. You might be sitting in here listening to this message and wishing that somebody else came with you to hear this. But he brought you here. And like I said, this message is just as much for me as it is anybody else. All we need to have more of God is just by spending more time in His presence. As I said before, you are trapped by the words of your own mouth and you're called by your own promise, according to Proverbs 6, 2. Saints, the devil is holding you in captivity today, even though you have been bought and paid for by the precious blood of Jesus, according to 1 Corinthians six twenty. God paid a high price for us, and He wants us to glorify Him and not be enslaved to the world. We should be walking free, walking in power and authority instead of walking around no better off than the unbelievers. 99%, at least 90, I'll say 95% of all believers are in just as bad a shape, if not worse, than the unbeliever. And that is not, that should not be that way. But we have to stop eating off of other people's plates, feeding off of other people's plates, and get in the word for ourselves and know what God says. My grandson took me out to lunch the other day. And I really didn't have time to go, but I don't get that opportunity very often. And, and I thought, I, 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 told, I wasn't going to go, and I told David, I'm going to go with Jackson. He's 20. He's going to take me out to lunch. He is always asking me questions about the Lord. And so I'm trying to answer him. And he was asking me some pretty deep questions. And I tried my best to answer as the Lord gave. I answered him based on the scriptures. And then I gave him some long stories in the scriptures of how this came to be. You know, and he said, Gigi, they call me Gigi. <laughs> Gigi, that, that, that's a good, great story. I said, well, Jackson, it's not just a story, honey. That's what really actually happened. And he was asking me some other things. And I said, you know, I said, do you have a Bible? Because I know, I said, do you go to church anymore? Because I know at one time he was going. He said, I really can't find a church that I like. And I said, well, what are you looking for? You know, I said, you need to find a church that's teaching the Word of God. You know, that's all you need, just a church that's preaching the gospel. And I said, the Lord will take care of the rest. And as we continued talking, we were leaving. I said, do you have a Bible? And he said, no. I said, well, I tell you what, all the questions that you ask me are in it. And I said, I think that maybe the New Living Translation might be a good one for you because you need to really understand what you're reading. I said, there's other good translations too. 
I said the New King James is good. The King James sometimes is hard to understand, especially for a new somebody that don't know the Lord. And I said, I'm going to order you one and send you one. And then I got to thinking, I bet I got an extra Bible. And so I had an extra New Living Translation. I said, you don't mind having my name on it, do you? He said, no, ma'am. I said, I want you to read this Bible. It's full of all the answers. And then later on, one of the questions that he asked me, I text him the scripture where he could find it. I said, this is where you'll find that question, the answer to that question. And like I said, I won't even go into some of the questions he asked me, but some of them, like I said, were pretty deep. But he thinks that he, his, he, for his conversation first started out, well, I don't really feel that way. I don't really think that way, you know, and I don't know why that happens this way and that way. And, and so what he's doing is he's giving you, like most people do, their experiences and what they think. They're not giving you what God's Word says. They're giving you what they've been told, what they've been listening to. And whether we're aware of it or not, our children, not only our, our children but adults, are being more brainwashed every day by what they're listening to and what they're watching. And to our children even more are being taught in the schools today things that are just astronomical, that would just blow your mind if you knew about some of the things that the children are being taught in the schools these days. It is not good. They are being brainwashed. You'd think we lived in Russia somewhere. But they only teach them what they want them to know. But unless the parents, and I know like a friend of ours, Natasha, just went back to California. She has a six-year-old. She watches, she checks everything she watches. She checks it out before she lets her watch it. She, she gets her into word every day. We, as parents, the Lord has put these children, given them to us as a gift. And as gifts, we need to take care of them, our children and our grandchildren. And I believe that, you know, like I said, I, I really believe that that was a divine luncheon with my grandson. I believe he'll read the Bible. He's a very smart young man. And he will read the Bible, and I, I believe it's going to make, I know it's going to make a difference in his life. When he begins to read, he's going to get those answers that he was so craving. They're not coming from me. They're coming from the Lord himself. But like I said, we should be walking in power, and we should be walking in the authority instead of walking around no better off. God's children shouldn't be just as sick and just as broken and broke as the non-believer. Do you want to be free? Do you want to escape the devil's trap? Saints, then you're going to have to learn how to control your mouth. If you can control your mouth, if you read in the book of James about the rudder in the ship's mouth and the horses and the bit's mouth and the, the tongue that's like a fire, you know, that sets on fire, many things. What he is saying here, in so many words, if you can change the way, change the, your tongue, you can change the health in your body. You can change your financial situations. If you will change your tongue and get, get line your tongue up, if you'll just change the way your tongue goes, then everything else, it's, it's the tongue that brings everything else into place. The Bible says your tongue is only just a small, it's just a small member of your body, but yet it guides the whole body. So he's saying here, if you can line your tongue up and get control over your tongue, then you have control over everything else in your body and in your life, including your health and your finances. Are you hearing me? He says in 1 Peter 3.10 in the voice translation, 
It says, if you love life and want to live a good long time, then be careful what you say. Don't tell lies or spread gossip or talk about improper things. In order to control your words, you first must learn to control your thoughts. And there's only one way that you can do that. And like I said before, and that's renewing your mind by the Word of God according to Romans 12, 2 and 1. God's Word is your weapon. It is your answer. It is the only way, the only way that you can control your mouth to bring forth the wealth that you're seeking, the health that you're desiring, and the prosperous life that you're seeking after. Renew your mind with the Word of God. Find out what belongs to you and put the devil on notice. Are you hearing me? And begin taking back what he has stolen from you. According to Proverbs 6.31, he says if you can identify the thief, he will have to return it to you seven times over. The Lord put that verse in my remembrance back in the early 2000s, five or six, when I was asking him for something that the enemy has stolen from me. He gave me that verse, and I began. I wrote it down, and I began to stand on it, and I began to list what he had stolen from me and what I was wanting back. And everything that he stole back from me, I've gotten it back a hundred times over. Not seven, but a hundred times over. Everything, everything that is going on in your life, in your family, in your circumstances, is in complete relationship to your mouth. You're probably not aware of this, but there are spirits that follow your words and ride on those words. When you find that things are not working the way you would like for them to be working, in other words, maybe you're praying and you're asking God for certain things and things just aren't working out the way you want to, then the first thing you're going to need to do is ask yourself what you've been saying. You're going to have to check this because this will prevent it. It will prevent it. It's not God that's holding back on you. It's this. When you pray and ask the Lord for something, believe you receive it that very moment that you pray for it. Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand. This has been Speak the Word, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Joanne Ramsey. We're glad you've joined us for today's message. Speak the Word is made possible by support from listeners like you. If you'd like to hear more from Speak the Word, visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. There, you can also learn more about Pastor Joe, purchase audio CDs or DVDs, and watch and listen to other radio messages from Pastor Joe. Again, just go to speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back with a closing word. But first, we're excited to tell you about Pastor Joe's new book. It's titled, God, Are You Listening? I Need Help. During this unsettling and fearful time, do you need God's help perhaps like never before? In this new book, Pastor Joe will help you develop a prayer life that delights the heart of God and moves Him to act on your behalf. If today's events have you in fear and worry, this is the perfect book for you. God, Are You Listening? I Need Help. The new book from Pastor Joanne Ramsey. If you'd like a copy, just ask for it when you include a donation to Speak the Word Ministries of just $10 or more. 
Write to us at Speak the Word Ministries, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Again, that's P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Our telephone number is toll-free, 855-505-2297. Pastor Joe and her team also welcomes your emails, and we'd be happy to pray for you. Our email address is speakthewordministry at cox.net. That's speakthewordministry at cox.net. And now, here again is Pastor Joe. Father, according to your word, we're trapped by what we say and ensnared by the words of our mouths. We have allowed the devil to use our own words to trap us. We have allowed ourselves to be deceived by Satan because he is so subtle that we aren't even aware that it's him who is feeding us these negative thoughts and feeding us lies, and he tricks us into saying the things to trap us. Father, you said that no man can tame his tongue, for the tongue is unruly and evil. Father, help us to understand that the Holy Spirit is the only one who can help us tame our tongues. Help us, Lord, to put a bridle on our tongues and a guard on our mouths at all times, and to only allow good things to come forth. Teach us, O Lord, not to use our tongues to backbite or gossip, but help us to train them to build up and encourage those around us. Father, according to your word in 1 Peter 3, you said, Lord, if we love life and want to live a good long time, then we have to be careful what we say. So, Lord, today I submit my tongue to the Holy Spirit and ask him to teach me and help me to not talk about improper things. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. Join us next time on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word, the Word of God Against the Word